Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Amen. Please clap our hands and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I wanted to place your right hand on your chest. And I want to pray and tell the Holy Spirit please give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Holy Spirit, please give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Clap your hands again and please have your seat. God bless you, Abby. For the wonderful time of worship. The Lord increase grace on your life. In the name of Jesus. It's a certain sincerity and purity about what she does. No confidence in her voice. It's a time with the Lord. That is something that a lot of us in the music ministry we lose as we go on. We lose that innocence and sincerity and now move into our skill and the song we do. So most times you realize that the elderly ones, when they, when they lead us in worship, we hit dimensions. But the younger ones, when we don't hit dimensions, we hit, we hit impression. Are you with me? Don't lose it. Don't lose it. So if you're a singer here, you know when you have lost it, you know it. And that thing, even when you pray 10 hours, it doesn't come like that. And sometimes even you're praying 10 hours, you are praying 10 hours to impress people. Yes. So you've lost it. There's a certain innocence about that thing. If you're a singer here, what I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about. When you lose it, you know you've lost it. You now dwell on riffs and runs. The kind of songs you pick. Your ad lips are fake. Very, very fake. I was, I was following the worship while I was preparing to come out. He says, and he said, we know why. We know why. So the worship is coming from a place of meditation. That is what we lose when we become stars. We lose it. Yeah. So we do a lot of shouting. It really doesn't make any sense in the ears of God. Please don't lose it, my dear. 
I see the Lord giving you a unique voice. Your vocal cords are going to open. You're going to sing with a dimension of skill. But it is not of the Lord for you to depend on skill. You must go deep in fellowship with him. You'll be an amazing worship leader. You will write great songs for the kingdom. You'll be different. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's easy to be great, but difficult to remain great. Very, very easy. Because when you attain greatness, men will praise you. And when the praise enters you, you move from greatness to smallness. But you're the only one who doesn't know you're small. I just felt like saying that. You're welcome. Please have your seat. Glory to God. Now, tonight is something we've never done before. But by the leadership of the Holy Spirit through our bishop, it's something that we, we have begun. We want, to, we want to look at every aspect of our lives. And one of the key points, I really trust in God that the traffic will ease up for Lord Reverend to be here. Uh, if you notice, rarely will you see that we talk so much about a Tuesday meeting because something has changed. And I wish some of you be fast to change and stop being lazy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, God wants to draw attention to the fact that every area of our lives must express royalty. Must express royalty. And one area that the Lord wants us to look at is the area of business. The area of business. The area of business. Hallelujah. The area of business. Now, tonight, the Lord is going to minister to our businesses with his heart and his hand. I, I want to pay attention. I want to write notes. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trusting God that by latest by the month of May, when you come to church, you will see anybody idle, able to write in notes. Learn that culture. Because these things you're going to hear, even the person talking, some of the, some of the things you will say are new to him. And then you use your whole head to carry it. These are not things from the head. You don't get these things from school. They come by the expression of the Holy Ghost. And they are costly. Hello? They are very costly. You see, it's one thing for you to pick the Bible like this. Huh? And quote scriptures and preach. It's another thing for the voice of God to be given to you from scriptures. They are two different things. And that one, it comes by something. So, please, don't, don't uh, joke with this moment. So, God is going to minister to our businesses by his heart and by his hand. Now, normally our Tuesday meetings are prayer times, but because of the uniqueness of this meeting, we want to pray <laughs> shortly. We're going to pray shortly. But for us to have a short, effective prayer, that will lead to business exploits. 
we need some little level of understanding and a little depth as the Lord will allow us to have. I want us to begin by reading the scripture if it can be projected to us. Um, is Mr. Fedi okay? Is he okay? Proverbs 16 verse 20. Proverbs 16 verse 20. Proverbs 16 20. The Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. Now, let's read it together. One to go. One skilled in business discovers prosperity. But the one who trusts in God is blessed beyond belief. Now, if you read King James, you won't get what is this talking about. You won't see this thing. You see something else. But for the sake of what we want to talk about, I choose to stick with whatever passion is translating here. It makes more sense to what I want to say here. One skilled in business discovers prosperity. But the one who trusts in God is blessed beyond belief. I hope you're here with me. What is business? I know all of you here have been to school or are still in school. What is business? I will not bore you with reading definitions, but I wish I could read some to you just for you to remind yourself of your school days. So don't write what I'm going to read, but if you are fast, write, write it. The one you have to write, I'll tell you. So business is a person's regular occupation, profession, or trade. A person's regular occupation, profession, or trade. That's something the person does that occupies the person. The term business refers to an organization or enterprise or enterprising entity engaged in commercial, industrial, or professional activities. Business can be for profit entities or they can be non-profit organizations. It means that a business can be to make money or to distribute money. See, I'm wearing suits this evening. Business meeting. The term business can also be used to define the efforts or activities of individuals to produce and sell goods and services for profit. And what is exploit? Exploit in our context means to make full use of or derive benefit from a resource. Or bold or daring feats. So, this is what I want you to do right now. I hope it makes sense to you. Business exploits, in our context, we mean being fruitful, multiplying, replenishing, subduing, and having dominion 
in the work that you consider as your occupation. Definition by Pastor Dr. Isaiah Bwahefosukwache, DDM, PhD. Business exploits from our context, we mean being fruitful, multiplying, replenishing, subduing, and having dominion in the work that you consider as your occupation. In simple terms, what you see as work, you doing well in the work that everybody can see you're doing well. Amen. Hope you are following me. Now let's look at work and business. Work versus business. I want you to note this down that work is godly. There are some people that think that work came to be because Adam sinned. That when Adam rebelled against God, then work started. That man was not created to work. That ideology is devilish. And even the devil cry works. So I don't know where that idea is coming from. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Genesis 2 15. I see your ventures walking in fruitfulness. Multiplication. Replenishment. You are subduing. Uh, tonight you came to say loud amens and go on. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. King James said what? Give me rock King James. Old King James. Rock King James. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. To dress it. Now, if we all accept that God is a God of plans and purposes, and that God does not just do anything without planning, then it means that for God to venture with this particular thing he did here, to create a man and put him in a garden to dress and to keep it, it means that it's something that he had thought through, he had planned through before making a man. And if God made man his own image and his likeness, in his image and his likeness, then it means that for God to make man to be in a garden to dress and to keep it, it means God also dresses and keeps. Now, let's read other translations. Then I'll explain what dress it and to keep it means. The New American Standard Bible says, the last part it says to cultivate it. And keep it. To cultivate it and keep it. The easy to read says. Work the soil. And take care of the garden. Now chapter 2 of Genesis. Adam has not fallen. So work did not begin. After the fall of man. But work is part of the making of man. Hallelujah. The message says that. To work the ground and keep it in order. Now, dress, as used in the Hebrew word here, means to serve or to work. 
to serve or to work. So it means that in the mind of God, work is service. Please take note of everything I'm saying because if you miss what I'm saying right now, what I'm going to say later will not make sense to you. So work is service. This is the reason if you are an employee here and you are only devoted to the work where you are because you have a boss watching over you or you are working well because of the pay, you are missing it. Your whole life will be about a pay, not a blessing. Because work in the sight of God is service. So you realize that from the perspective of God, work is not for profit, it's for blessing. Now, if you don't have this mindset, that is the reason a lot of us, especially in Ghana here, we start businesses with huge profits as our mentality and have no perpetuity as our vision. So you start a job today. You want to make all the profits right now. You realize that that business has no future because money answers to solution. Are you with me? Praying that I don't go ahead of myself. So, God, in other words, saying that He put Him in the garden to serve. And then He says, Keep it. Keep it means to guard it, observe it, give heed. That's why Paul says that give heed to the ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give heed to the ministry that God has given to you. To keep watch. This is what I came to understand that Adam did not keep the garden. That's why the devil entered the garden. Because God said two things to him. Serve the garden. Take care of the garden. And keep it. The keep it was guard it. Now for God to say guard it, it means there was somebody who is sneaking around. Who will come in and will make you lose your place. So God gave him instruction from the beginning. To be careful with the devil. How do I know? Because the devil was made before Adam and Eve were made. That's not the focus of this meeting. So let's go ahead. To dress and keep it. Now, work is of God. Number two, idleness is very ungodly. Idleness is very ungodly. And we all know that idleness works with laziness. Laziness is, in fact, is a more dangerous sin than fornication. Because laziness is wastage. And God hates waste. Oh, this is the impartation you're having for business, though. It's impartation. Let's read scriptures. Proverbs 19 verse 15. Give it to us quickly, sir. Give us a message before you go to the King James. Give us a message. Proverbs 
Melos Debonos da Hagia, Proverbs 19:15. Life collapses on what? Hey, don't wait, Lopez again. <laughs> Lazy bones go hungry. Give us King James. Lazy bones go hungry. Laziness casts one into deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Give me passion. Go ahead. Be lazy and passive. See why I said don't be passive in church? Go ahead. Be lazy and passive. But you will go hungry if you live that way. Give me 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 to 7 in the New King James. Quickly, sir. We're coming somewhere. And we'll be fine. Amen. I said we'll be what? But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which ye receive from us. Continue, sir. Verse 7. For you yourself know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. Now, give me the passion. Give me passion. From verse 6. Beloved brothers and sisters, we instruct you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to stay away from believers who are unruly, who stray from all that we have taught you. Continue, sir. For you know very well that you should, you should order your lives after our example because we were not undisciplined when we were with you. Now, give us the verse 11. Don't move from passion. Go to verse 11 now. Now we hear rumors that some of you are being lazy and neglecting to work. That these people are not busy, but busy bodies. So, before he mentions this, he says that we have heard some of you are being on, 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 you know, unruly. Now what is the unruliness he's trying to talk about here? That laziness is unruly. Neglecting to work is unruly. Amen. They are busy bodies, not busy. There's a difference between business and busy body. Are you getting the whole thing here? Now give us Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 5. This is just to tell you that idleness is very ungodly. God hates it to the idol. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 5. We're coming somewhere with this. Sometimes you meet a young lady, a young guy, and that's what do you do? I do nothing. Are you sure? Oh, there's this small thing I am doing. So I'm not working. Because to you, work is when you have to get an appointment letter to be in a place and you are paid monthly. Now, today we won't have time to go into all the details. But there's something I will share with you when God allows us to have this meeting again, which Bishop said we should have it next week again. So we can expound on more things. By the time I'm done with you, you realize that your desire to be an employee should be because you want experience. But you can never be wealthy, be an employee. And in fact, being an employee 
should be for a season. And should be a season where you pay your due of service. Let me count here. But if you want to be wealthy by monthly pay, let me show you something. There was a time that I was looking at my supplies only for programs. I mentioned some recently. Only for programs. So it means that I did not see that God can open it apart from programs. So when programs come, then I'm happy. And if I tell you at that time what they were giving me, you will cry for me. But one day God delivered me from it and made me realize that my God shall supply all your needs. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, not by programs. That was how during the COVID, remember one time Joe called me, said, bro, how are you? I said, I'm fine. Bro, are you sure you're okay? I said, I'm very okay. Okay. I was coming because I know there are no programs. So I don't know how you are surviving. I said, ah, I'm doing very well. That was when we saw in our house, you are there, somebody will call, oh, sir, I have sent you some things. Then people will cook food, plenty of people in the house. Then my mom was singing. Throughout the COVID, it was singing. It was singing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. And then God showed me and my wife how to give more when you don't even have. Give more. And we've, we've seen it, Charlie. It's working like wildfire. So now I don't care. I go for programs. If you don't do anything, the Lord bless you. You go away because you are not my supplier. Because you can die tomorrow. I came to realize that my employer was God. What work am I doing? I'm doing work of the ministry. Who is the head of the work of ministry? God. Why am I looking at man? I'm coming somewhere with this. Are you still here with me? The fool falls his hands and consumes his own flesh. Give us passion. Passion, passion. You don't have passion, Nicholas. Give me a message. The fool sits back and takes it easy. His lot is slow suicide. Oh, take it easy in life. Take you know life, yeah. Don't be in a haste in life, you know. Just take it one at a time, you know. Quite a fool. Okay, give me verse 10 of that same scripture. Uh, chapter 10, verse 18, rather. I hope I'm right. Am I right? Ecclesiastes 10, verse 18. Because of laziness, the building decays, and through idleness of hands, the house leaks. Message. The shiftless man lives in what? Oh, mention for me. A lazy woman ends up with, uh, you know, I'm just praying, trusting God for the right man to marry me. Oh, it's very endowed. You'll be there for long. So I want to establish you that laziness is, is ungodly. Work. Is godly. Now, work is that which occupies you. First of all, you have to realize the people of God. God is a God of mercy. 
because God is a God of mercy, he allows the sun to shine on both the, the, the godly and the ungodly. He allows the rain to fall both on the righteous and the unrighteous. People of God, businesses prosper by divine principles. Business exploits come by divine principles. Divine principles are divided into two. There are divine principles from God and divine principles of God. Divine principles from God are the principles that God has bequeathed to all men by his mercy. So regardless your religion, regardless your race, when you respect those principles, you enjoy some dimension of business exploits. That is why the first scripture we read, brother, 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 brother Ike, can you remember the first scripture we read? Take me there. What is it? Proverbs what? Verse what? Now give me the, the passage translation so that I can be talking from there. Now from this point, please pay, pay attention. So, businesses, all right, we can equate to work. So you must understand that every man must work. Is wired into our system. When you don't work, you lose your worth. Your worth is revealed by your work. And don't let anybody lie to you that work is when you have been employed, you know, with a color job. No. But anything that you do that you believe is worth occupying your time and that there's value attached to it is your work. The value of every work is either revealed or concealed by your attitude towards it. Pause there. Let's move on. So, businesses prosper by divine principles. And divine principles are divided into two. There are principles from God and principles of God. Principles from God are these ones that are bequeathed to all men. By the mercy of God. Okay? So, these principles do not look at your religious background or your race. So, Bill Gates is not in church. He does not speak in tongues. But he's doing well in business. Why? He's respecting those principles that have been given to all men by the mercy of God. In those principles, you can find things like vision, passion. Diligence, discipline, hard work, plan, organization, directing. Those things, those principles, those principles, partnerships. Okay? Working on your labor, turnover, all those things. They are principles that God has allowed that is there. Any man can see it and take hold of it. So a Muslim will be diligent at work. He will make it. A Christian will be lazy at work. You will not make it. Why? Remember what I said. He allows the sun to shine both on the wicked and the righteous. He allows the rain to fall both on what? The righteous and the wicked. So if the rain comes down and the wicked has a seed in the ground, it will sprout. If the righteous has no seed in the ground, nothing happens. Weeds will grow. So these principles give no regard to your status. 
religiously. That is from God. Hallelujah. So if you claim that you are Holy Ghost filled and then you open your shop, no, you don't open your shop on time and you get there around 9 o'clock and then you, you are there. I command them to come from the north, south, east and west. My God, I sense. And then the Muslim came to open his shop at 5 a.m. And he's standing, smiling, waiting for anybody that comes around. You are praying in tongues. That principle will reward he who respects it. That is from God. I'm going to tell you something. Now, there's a principle of God. Of God means that this one, you function in these principles not without God. The first one can be without God. But the second one, not without God. But you and I are supposed to function the two. Hello? You're supposed to function in the, in the two in the sense that divine principles from God. Divine principles of God. Of God, example, your titan, integrity, offerings, seed sowings, kingdom investments. Did you see that? So to you, the child of God, your exploits in business hangs on these two at the same time. You cannot be tightening and not planning because plan is prophetic. You cannot be giving offering without a vision for your business. You cannot be investing in the kingdom without a passion for your work. You need the two to have that balance. Now, there are a couple of you here that have businesses. If I'm to tell you, what do you see? Do you have any diary somewhere you've written down what you see about that little you are seeing? Now, you see, you can't grow a thing that you can't see its future. Growth is advancement from the now to the tomorrow. But how can you grow a thing you can't see its end? Are you getting what I mean? So you, you can't see. So then how then you stretch your faith? Faith becomes relevant in vision. I hope you are here with me. Mike, you're here? So for, let me give an example. So me, my occupation, before I became a pastor... I was an accountant. I was an accountant. Most especially, I was an internal auditor. That's what I was doing. So I had my first degree in accounting. So when I came to full-time ministry, what was my work? My work was ministry. What is ministry? It's a service. What am I serving? The gospel. How? My mouth. What do you do with your mouth? I sing and talk. 
and I use my brains. Now, how do I become effective in talking and singing? I must read. I must pray. I must think. And I must write. You are a covenant child. Say, I'm a covenant child. Sorry, say, I'm a covenant child. Let me explain what covenant child means to you in simple terms. Israel is in the desert. Hello, how many of you know that it's in the desert? But we are told that they are the, like number one, number two, agricultural, whatever. Is that not so? Eh? Have you heard Is that not so? Oh, you don't know? You don't know? Go read about it. By now you should know. Amen. Business meeting. Some of you have been asking questions, so you must read. But they are number one exporters of agricultural products in the desert. Ah, Dubai is in the forest. Where is it? Who are they? They are Muslims. Of what? Of what roots? Ishmaelites. They are not covenant children. But yet they prosper in the desert. If you pick an average Jew, an average Jew believes too beyond every reasonable doubt. Like if you take him and you put him in a place where nothing works, he will make it work. Your success and business exploit begins with your thinking. You are a covenant child. What does that mean? Genesis chapter 12. Give me there. Hurry up. Genesis chapter 12. From henceforth, you do business and prosper. What did I say? And what a business. The work we are doing, right? Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to the land, to a land I will show you. Continue, sir. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Yes. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mark this portion. In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, God said you bless him, right? You make his name great. When you continue reading the Genesis 13, you see, he will go to this place, he will prosper. And the blessing on him produced more cattle, more slaves, more wealth. Are you with me? It kept on like that until chapter 22. God now said to him, now I know in blessing I will bless you. Now, if you check before that time, the man was worthy. But God now says, now I know in blessing I will bless you. And the Bible now says, when Eliezer went to get a wife for Isaac, he said to, the, to Laban, say, God has blessed my master. Are you getting it? So, blessing upon blessing. Then when the man was dying, he bequeathed what he had as the foundation for Isaac's life. Do you understand? Now, this man was so blessed that in his own house, he had 318 warriors that could take up three nations at a go. That's blessing. So blessed that after a war, he said, I don't want anything from the war. Who does that? Now, God says that this is what he says to Abraham. And says, indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, from him comes Isaac. Isaac, in Genesis 26, there's famine in the land, different from what 
Abraham went through. Great famine in the land. And God said, don't go to Egypt. Stay here and sow. And the Bible says that he stays there and sow. And he became so mighty, so great, increased, that a nation envied him. So the nation wanted a peace of mind. They went to agreement with him. Now, are you seeing the blessing of Abraham? Are you seeing the blessing of Isaac? You see, the starting point of Isaac was the end of Abraham. Eh? The starting point of Isaac was the end of Abraham. Now, look at Isaac's dimension of wealth by the blessing of the Lord. Then Jacob takes over. And it continues. So, are you seeing that the covenant God has with Abraham is that through him, all the nations of the shall be blessed. And that they will possess the land of their enemies. This is the covenant. And he passes it on through Isaac. And the symbol of the covenant is circumcision. Isaac does it. Jacob does it. It now becomes Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel. Alright? Now, how do we come in? By Christ Jesus, we are connected to the Abrahamic covenant. So it means that Isaiah can say, in blessing, he has blessed me. It means that wherever Isaiah stands to do work, if Abraham can prosper in famine, Isaac can prosper in famine. I am also of the same covenant. I prosper even in famine. This is something that must eat you like cancer. Now, so it's not about the economy of Ghana anymore. It's about your spiritual economy. Right here. You see, you are into beads. When you are consumed by this reality that you are a covenant child, eh, you will not look down on the beads. Bear with me. Why? The difference between you and the world is that your capital is blessing, not money. is gone. Your capital is blessing. Holy Spirit, please help all of us understand this. When you go to business school, they will tell you you need a capital. You need human, you need relationships. This, you must have relationship assets. Alright? People assets. Goodwill. But the kingdom says the first thing you need is a blessing. Joseph enters a foreign land. Has no money in his pocket. Has no goodwill. But has the blessing, the presence. Your starting point, your continuing point, and your end point is the blessing. And what is that blessing? That you are a covenant child. Oh, time's on my side. So let us understand from the communion. Jesus Christ says, this is, this is what? The cup of the new covenant. The new testament. So if you are born again sitting here, you are of the, oh, glory. Glory. Can I have some little more of your time? I long for all of us to prosper so much. 
How many of you want to prosper? How many of you love poverty? You, you, you love your friend. You love poverty. Person around. There are some sins you never commit again if you are, if you are, not, if you are rich. You come to me and be angry that we're taking five offerings. It's a poor person that is angry about many offerings you take in church. When, when you are loaded, your bag, minimum, come to church, normal day, minimum, minimum, you go to sky, 5K, to your bag, no. Just for offerings. They have another 2KB to help those who want to take snacks and things. And they are just there, you know, well arranged. That shall come to pass. I said that shall come to pass. Now, Matthew chapter number one. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, this tells you that Matthew is written for the Jews. So he connects the lineage of Jesus Christ to Abraham. If any man be in, are you in Christ? Okay, so let me read to you. The book of the genealogy of Isaiah. The son of David. The son of Abraham. Are you seeing it? The book of genealogy of Manabeni. The son of David. The son of Abraham. I have been brought in this covenant. I have a certain seal on my head. You cannot but favor me. Are you getting this at all? Now, we are talking of of God. Uh, do you remember? The principles are two. From God and of God. Today we're talking about of God. Next we talk about from God. That's what we deal about. We talk about vision. And then how some of you venture the businesses. You don't venture the business because it is lucrative. When you do that, you're going to Egypt. But God might be saying, stay here and so. The lucrativeness, is that, is that English or something? The lucrativeness of the business is not in the fact that men say it's lucrative, but because God says you go into it. So we are not going there. We'll go to the next week. Today is of God. And the first thing is that you are a covenant child. Now, under of God, you must understand something. You don't till this ground until you have tilled this ground. What did God say to us in Genesis chapter 2? He said, and he put him in the garden to what? To dress it and to what? Keep it. And I'm saying to you today that you don't start dressing this ground. You start dressing this ground. Papa, are you here? Mike, are you here? You don't start cultivating outward. You cultivate inward. And that's what we are doing right now. The first cultivation right now we are doing is that you are a covenant child. 
Let me show you something. Some years ago, I was praying. Then I, I, I stopped and I was reading a scripture about the presence of God. Then I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I decree and declare, whichever program I go to, it doesn't matter what God has done earlier, but when I come, it's now that God is about to start. I come with God's glory. As I said to myself, that is what I found out. Are you with me? So from that place, I don't care who has ministered. I have come. It means God has now come. You can be angry about that, but that's what I discovered. And I've realized that virtually in every meeting that I found myself in there, it's almost like that. If I go to a time in Ghana here, when don't do programs, they make me start the program. That's how come Pastor Datsun calls me uh, 24th Monday. But I realized that it started, I started seeing that thing way back when Wanita Bynum came to Ghana at the stadium. Some years ago. And the organizers have not done well at all. People had come there. The place was disorganized. When the bottom was there, Charlie, the woman was angry. He didn't know what to do. That program at that time, my son uh, Nat was part of those that helped the man. So I went and said, son, what is it? He said, daddy, things are going bad. I said, you know what? If you can get a microphone working, let me come and start. Daddy, are you sure I said, just get a microphone that can work? They can hear me. Grab an instrument. Let's start this thing. So this is what makes you a leader. In trials, you become a leader. Don't cry here. Don't cry. Leaders, don't cry. When they got one mic working, my wife was in that meeting. That time, she was, she was like a daughter to me. Yes. I, I'll look for the flyer I sent to you over there. And now, the test I was going to give, I didn't say it. People said it. So when I stood on the stage at the stadium, and then I just spoke a little, God is in this place. I think I sang, we are standing. People were going home on holy grounds. We rushed back. The place got filled. The atmosphere, as if somebody removed a curtains off the stadium. Then that was when the other ministers who were angry about sound, because sound was adjusted immediately by glory. Oh boy, the place was charged. I was there for only 15 minutes. You can ask my wife, okay, maybe you think she's my wife. Go and look for Natabu. Anybody else at that program, call Reverend Denzel, ask them, they'll tell you. The place lit up. I said, aha, the program has now started. And people that were, were, were drinking ice cream and things dropped it and came to worship in 15 minutes. But do you know when I prayed that prayer? When I was in the university in 2002. And this program was somewhere around 2010. Are you getting what I mean? I'm a covenant child. My body is in the Holy Ghost. When I come, God has come. If you don't like it, that's your business. As I saw it. Are you with me? You are a covenant child. When you do business, it must prosper. You are a covenant child. 
I don't know how I'm going to push into your spirit man, but let it enter your spirit man. Have you seen the Americans? But the only people on this earth who are owing, but they owe with pride. They give you credit card. You are buying everything in life, but you're going to pay for the rest of your life. But you are bold and glad about it. I for 13 from that. I want to go to America. I want to stay in America. Credit. When they come in, they see your Samsung 3310. They are proud of you because your own phone. They don't owe anybody. You want to be like them. See the see Americans, oh boy. Let there be a fight in somewhere around West Africa. They know how many Americans are there. That one is known I'm American. You too. Don't you a covenant child? If you do business, it does not prosper then it means that there's an aspect of, of God and from God you're not adhering to. And that's what we shall deal with when the Lord allows us. Are you with me? As I'm here, what I'm good at is to talk and to impact lives. When I wrote my first book, I asked Pastor Dave, Mr. Fiedi, I didn't see profit though. Do you know why? I was giving the book out. Oh! Oh, you need this book. Take this book. Come. You just, it's a seed. It's a seed. Take it. It's a seed. I realized that the hundred books I write and beyond in my lifetime, it might be seed. So you have to prosper to sponsor it. Oh, I did a program. I printed plenty CDs. I said, just come. Any seed, just take. You didn't bring seed, come and take for free. Because my desire is to see men imparted. My second book I wrote too. I don't see profit. So I've concluded that I'm best a consultant <laughs> at selling products. So I'd rather invest in human beings. Invest in human beings. Invest in them. That is my place. If you come and tell me you saw a vision, I was selling something to you. Hello. So when I started, when we started Diary of a Worshipper, I saw ahead of time we shall grow. But there's a need for process. Are you with me? So from 100, and you know something? By reason of what I tilled on the inside, I conveyed on this side, I saw that the growth of the program is not in TV and radio advert, but in impact by his presence. That's why I didn't waste my money on billboards. Are you with me? So I say you must cultivate this one first before this one. If you don't cultivate this one before that one, you will fail. That is where education comes to play, not schooling. Some of you went to school. You need to get educated. The course you did is because they said you can get a good job. Not because that course can help what you're doing. Now, one thing about Joe, Jumetel, I want to use my example. He, read, he first read architecture. Then later, he went to marketing. So he read marketing from Pentecost University. He got the first class. So if you look at how he goes about his ministry, his marketing, that's education. You went to read, uh, what, what did you read? What did you read? Linguistics. Yeah, my one out of five. One out of five. Two the bed Mm, it's part of it. Study of languages and 
Ode Ngawe. What do you study? Occupational health and safety. Wow. <laughs> what do you study? Twenty. Twenty survey. Time of time of court. Yo, what what are you study? What are you doing, Master's in? Die. Anything? Ojani. Iribe Jumadia. What did you study? First degree. Information and psychology. Is it relevant to your syndrome? It is. So are you with me here? So don't go and pick a course to do because everybody's doing it. You must cultivate this one. Hello. So tonight, the prayer is very simple. Time zone aside. But whatever anybody's doing here, I see prospects in it. No, I see it. Are you with me? I see it. I told you recently that I was watching Steve Jobs. The brain behind the apple. And I saw something from God that he handled. You know, today we only talk of, of God. From God he handled. If Steve Jobs brings out an iPod, everybody's happy. He smiles just for a few seconds. He's done. Because at the time they are finishing that product, something else in his head. Never satisfied with what he had done. And he was more of meeting the need of the ordinary person than making money. Hello? Praise God. Are you with me? Are you here? Miles Moreau said, the greatest enemy of your potential is success. You have no idea the future of that little thing in your hand you have. How many of you have your own businesses here? What do you do? You're a beautician. So you, you do hair. Hair is part of it. Um... Massage, pedicure, manicure, capicure, sister cure, you do all of that. That's something you run. You're a covenant child. What that means is this. You must, re you must, you must allow yourself to see that business have branches. You must see yourself have a school that teach others. But it's different. Oh, time is not there. What are you preaching? And now you are in fire service. You do fire installation. Do you see the future of it? Can you see it? Have you written it down? It's written down. Is it typed? Type it. What do you do? Is it? Huh? Transport. Wow. So you transport human beings? Oil. That's what you do. What do you see? Do you see? Do you see the future? Can you see it? Capture that future by the reality that you are a child of covenant. Are you with me? What do you see? You see a lot. Is it clear? You are a child of covenant. What you need is the blessing of the Lord, which you already have. Be conscious of it. What do you see? 
I see an IT firm, robotics and what medical supplies. For you, I see plenty of business around you. Plenty. It's a network of businesses. But from what you have now, you are a child of covenant. It can increase. And that was laughing at me last week. That those days when he's teaching and he can't stop. And I'll be saying, ah. So you see yourself, even production could not finish. <laughs> it's a working man. You know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. I wish, I know one day you, you'll be in these shoes. It's like, I know it's like, I know it's like, I know it's I know it's like, I know it's like, I know it's I know it's like, I'm seeing Doza, Edua. I'm seeing Doza, Ataba, Kasi, Akumani, Dine, Urem. And I can see those on their hand. Hang the other way. What are you doing? How can I help my life? So I'm looking at the thing and I'm, it's like, no, do you get it? When I was in the university, my professor in, uh, on entrepreneurship made us read over 300 entrepreneurs in the world from the time of Rockefeller. To the time that we were in school, made us read their failures, their successes, and we're wondering, big book be, and you examine us on every one of them. The year they said the company, we're very angry. The man said, I need you to see the path that others have gone, so you don't go that path. And those that have gone, you can do better than what they did. And we're like, but some of us we don't go to ministry. What are they give us? It's all needed in ministry as well. Hallelujah. For those of you that are new, this church you see here, you see all these chairs there? This used to be filled. Right, Pastor Stanley? This chairs there used to be filled. They used to be hung there. All here was filled. We have pictures to show you. Huh? Then the time came, we moved from that number, we came to 40. Hello? Now, it takes a dimension of cultivating here to see such a thing and still be shouting. That's why at some point, I'm going to control my home. Are you okay? I think the pastor doesn't have any issues. Who will see a church go that dimension that a church can stand up, do a project in two weeks? And then a time comes in the church. We're raising funds for just a few thousands. We can't get it. It's equivalent to a man who has a zero business and a business is dead and he has to start afresh. Are you getting my point? So if you have not cultivated this one and have this mentality, I'm a covenant child. When this church started, it's not my father, not me. And my mom, not me. By the time they left, it was just me and the brother and the Lord. One day, after a while, I called my dad one morning. I said, are you okay? I said, no, sir. So I think I'm called to Atenai ministry, not pastor. So what do you mean? 
I'm preaching what the preaching man was saying. <laughs> this is how my dad grew. <laughs> Small boys are young. <laughs> he said, you know what? Don't preach today. Call Pastor Nafi come and preach for me. One day I said, no, this thing works. It will cost me something. There are days after prayer on the park. I make sure everybody has gone. So I can take a walk on Baulishi to Ted Gate. You know Ted Gate. Prayer walk. And you build, you think I'm a madman on the road. Talabaya. Build your church. Talabaya. Build your church. You lose a card, you actually letter. Talabaya. When there's darkness, higher. When I get to the where uh, 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 before UPSC, that place is very dark. Oh, Lavaya, oh God, oh God, honor your word, honor your word, grow your church, grow your church. Most times I'll get to the house at my hut and my ties are peeling. I've never pastored a church in my life before. The first time I answered the call. Day in 2011, what my father did was to give me a church for one day. But he did this. Businessman, businesswoman. The kingdom perspective business is this God loves work. Oh, those of you that think I will get to heaven, as soon as you are sent heaven, ah, <laughs> finally. And they'll give you tambourine. They'll give you, uh, what's it, harp. Then you are there. You see Gabby flying there. Can I have now? I have you through in Revelation. Some shall be given nations to her. Work will continue after rapture. So I saw a new heaven, new earth. We will come back down here. You wait. You need to have this before you receive any anointing to place on you. I had a friend who was in the oil business. Lost money, oh? I am talking about money. Like, some of the money, when she mentioned like this, she's making the time. If I get her money first, I'll build a joint for her. She embarked on a project. She was going to, you know, supply transport of gas. And in Ghana here, the system is not fair to entrepreneurs. You don't cultivate this one, you give up. You get what I'm trying to say? You pay bribe and bribe and bribe and you will be going, you won't make anything. You need this one. I said, boy, they call, when they got their land, then the government people came, they want to pay bribe. So before, before they went to the office, the guy to talk, he was praying. In the name of Jesus, you shall pay no bribe to anyone. Anyone who bribe, Lord, I pay to them. So they saw bees chasing one man. They thought them. They only him. The bee wanted to buy. After he wanted to come and collect bribe. Bee only him. Obiagina only kwan bee. It's a vision I've tried for twenty years. I'm still doing it because I know. If I drop that project, it will command political attention. I have to build capacity. 
me say this again, just for your information. Keeping you here talking long doesn't is it's a lot of work for me. I have a lot of things to read. So if you have a meeting and it's eight o'clock and I've gone beyond the time, and you feel you feel something about it, please change it. We are very busy now. There's a reason we are doing this. Eyewitness. There's what? Oh, Sherman is here. the children? Your wife ready for the children? Say in the name of Jesus. I am a covenant child. The blessing in Abraham is in Christ. And I am in Christ. That blessing is my portion. My business prospers. Arabi. You know, you're going to be one top, top. That's your business. This business. You're going to be top. Not just in Ghana. Not just in Ghana. You are even going to have opportunity to do a work in the UN because of that. That's how big it is. That's how big it is. Now, Papa said we'll continue next week. Now listen, next week we'll pick one or two of the of God and then we'll now come to the from God. Hello? As I'm the chat one of our dear ones here. And I, I was saying, that, you, say, you don't start a business because you have passion for it. And you don't start a business because you need money. Starting a business because you need money, you will never make money. So there's a point where you must break even. I don't know how to explain this to you. But you have to put in a little more. Break even. Build contacts. Build, build relationships. Build goodwill. Then and now comes the time when, aha. Uh-huh, if you start business with the mentality, you want to make money, because you want to meet a need. You have a need, you want to meet, meet oh, you will suffer. It doesn't work like that. You must be patient. Hey, you're talking about the question, you must start a business before. Church is business for me. Church is what? Okay. How much that? How much is our offering when we're in Little Moses? 50 Ghana. Yeah. It's there. I remember those times. Mama will be speaking. Time shall come. And we shall take offerings. It shall be good. It shall be well. It's the same thing. That's why Bishop Doug has a program for businessmen. He uses church principles. Church, how to start church to help them do business. The same thing. I'm a covenant child. I'm a covenant child. I'm a covenant child. I want to give you just two minutes. I want to pray a prayer with the whole of your heart. And it's very simple. You are calling yourself by name. I'm a covenant child. My business has no business being small. My business has every business being great. I speak life into you. You must grow. I command the blessing of God that's already in you to come alive. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray that prayer of the whole of your heart. Be very deliberate about it. Be deliberate about it. Come on, just one more minute. If your business has a name, call it by name and speak to it. Decree of our being. I'm a covenant child. You have no business being stagnated. You have no business being small. Or maybe yours is just an idea. That idea shall be birthed in this month. Come on, saints, quickly. My God. My God. In Jesus' name. Now look at me. This is a prayer that came up. Uh, the Bible says in the garden. There was a river that watered the garden and planted to form. The psalmist says that there's a river that makes glad the city of God. <laughs> Just take this thing I'm going to say for this prayer. Don't use it for any other thing. And then Ezekiel 47 says that the water came from the threshold and he said he measured it was at his feet, ankle level and then he measured the gap and moved further, it was his knee he went further at his waist at a point he became a mighty river, he's going to swim but it didn't end there, the river went into the Dead Sea brought the Dead Sea back to life trees began to grow by the river shore and then people began to fish. Businesses came to people. You are Aden. There's a river in your spirit. John 7, 37. And he spoke of the spirit who have not yet been our poor because he had not been what? Crucified or died. He said, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You are Aden. You are Adam Aden. You are the earth. But from you comes a river. I want you to irrigate your business for the river from the inside of you. Do you understand me? I want, as you are speaking about your business, you are watering it with the river of life on the inside of you. Irrigate your business. Come on. Come on. Come on. Irrigate your business.
Esta hakatista Raas katosta haka Ekatekatekatastoma hatista Eshakatabataya In the name of Jesus We have the elements here Lift up both your hands Be done shortly. Be done shortly. What we are doing tonight will speak, I tell you. I, I see contracts coming. I see some supernatural partnerships coming. Supernatural partnerships. To stay in a Mahagosta. A vequat ne hestoshtea. A ketai de la star. Igos meher de stoneva. Velkiton stapahati stoa. Ela o kakatano. Aidoma stamonokus. Elebantin de ta rotestona. I stand under the anointing that is upon the life of my father. I have seen him speak over businesses and they came from stagnation to prominence. I stand in that same place and I speak over every business here. Arise and shine in the name of Jesus. I need a very loud amen. That's what I sense. Arise and shine. I command every business to enter a costamahai, a dimension of accelerated success. In the name of Jesus, I command the heavens over your business to be open right now. One, two, three. Shout the loudest, amen. Shout the loudest, amen. I decree and declare. Receive a fresh oil in your business. Where me has to know? Where me has to know high? 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 Where the king must go? A cockatia, a car, a car. Akaya monsi poranis toai, abalagalaban palibia balabala sonda briatai, atekata pranto stone miataio, e shokapa, efre tonostia, efre. I cast away 
the spirit of timidity from you. Oh, shout a louder amen. For he has not given unto you the spirit of timidity. Oh, but he has given you sound mind. He has given you power. Whatever makes you discredit what you are doing. Today, I annihilate that thing in the name of Jesus. In the midst of the arts in any economy, you will stand out. Can I hear better, amen? Can I hear better, amen? Whatever is your occupation, whether 